All right, everyone, welcome. It, we are live. It is Monday, April 3rd, 2023. I'm your host, as always, Adam Adam Martin, and this is Big Marcel, 24, <laughs> the MBO Daily Podcast. Hope everyone's doing well. We're going to be previewing UFC 287, Pereira versus Adesanya 2. Marcel, great card. I can't wait to talk about this one with you, man. Um, how's everything going, man? How was your weekend? Without, there was no UFC this weekend, but there were still some other other men. Oh, good, man. And we started at 5 p.m. sharp, right? I don't think that ever happened before that. We exactly oh, yeah, I'm on trying time. my best here, man. Like, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm trying my best here. We got it right on, right on cue, so. Yeah, but all good, man. I mean, what, I've watched some uh, Bellator, obviously. I've watched some PFL. Uh, the game, Brad Boxing. I didn't want it to pay 80, 18 bucks for it. I, I didn't feel too because PFL oh. was at the same time. You know what I mean? So and I, 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 I wasn't sure if I was going to watch the whole card because I had a busy day after the day after. So, um, yeah, I, th I thought it was fun. Um, I'm also now, I don't know if you know, I was really thinking about if I should do it or not, but I did it. Uh, I'm one of the panelists on Bellator rankings now. I saw that. Um, I was thinking about it, if I should do it, if it's maybe a conflict of interest. But I felt like if I do it, I want to do it well, you know, and uh, I'll do some research on it. For example, so some things I, I didn't like uh, in the rankings where it's ranked. But for example, I can actually say, like, Ilara Giovanni, who defeated Denise Kielholz last time out, you know, and it was a close fight. And Denise is from my country, but she was still yeah. ranked above Ilara, and I don't think that's yeah. right. So I, I changed that in, in my pick, in my rankings, for example. So th that's pretty much what I've done. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like I, I try to get it better. You know, I don't say I do it well, but I try to get it better. So uh, let's see how it works. And, uh, yeah, I mean... I don't know what you think about it. I know you're feeling like it's kind of a conflict of interest, but uh, I feel kind of the same way, but I, I wanted to try it. Let's see if it works, you know, and if it doesn't work, I can still say like, nah, maybe not. But uh, yeah, I want to give it a, a shot, you know. I mean, I'll give my thoughts on it, Marcel. Like, I, mean, yeah, it's, I respect you a lot, as you know, man. Like, you're a really good friend of mine. I have a lot of respect for you. So, like, I'm not going to criticize your decision. Mm -hmm. I will say that you I remember when the UFC um, brought this, like, probably 10 years ago now, mm -hmm. a lot of people joined up and then they quit within the first maybe few months, you know, because they saw it as a conflict. Yeah. So I know you're saying this now, but in a few months from now, you might feel a little differently about it. Yeah, and, possible. And it, here's, the, here's the thing for me. It's just the problem I have with, with, with the media doing the ranking is, is that, again, you know, it's maybe not as bad in Bellator, but in the UFC, Marcel, you know that they're using the rankings when they're doing contract negotiations. Yeah. And fight negotiations. That's the problem I have. So, because I wreck a guy, you know, five instead of ten, for instance, um, you know, that might change how much money he makes. So for me, that that's the conflict I would have. I feel, I feel this. Yeah. yeah so just see how it goes, man. Um, like I said, I have, I think you'll do a good job, you know, regardless. But um, you have to listen to your gut. So in a few months, Marcel, or whatever, in a year, I don't know how long, and you're not feeling it anymore. You you shouldn't feel, you know, you should just do whatever you feel is best. But uh, I don't blame you for giving it a shot either. And I, I, I got to give Belter credit. Like, at least they got some, you know, good media to do it. Um, I, I I feel like, you know, the media voting on the Belter rankings is probably a little stronger than the UFCs, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also feel like it's not really the media's responsibility. I just think it's so much easier if, um, you know, in the UFC, if you just had Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard's rankings. Like, why don't we get their rankings? And yeah. in, in Bellator, I think it'd be... Was it Mike Kogan, I guess, or because Rich Chow is not there anymore, right? Rich Chow, Danny Brenner. Um, he's still there. I thought he left. Yeah, now he's probably not there anymore. Yeah, 
Danny Brunner is there. Uh, I thought Danny's a PR guy. I thought that Rick, Mike Hogan yeah. might be, but anyways, the, the point, you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah. Gorilla, what's up? Is it a new gig? I don't know, Marcel. I mean, it's, I don't, are you guys getting paid or no? No, uh, I don't get paid for it. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't uh, want to call it but it's definitely like a responsibility. I think you'd say that. I'll take it serious. You know, it's not like uh, I, I'm just randomly. Uh, for me, it's like you, it's not possible for a, a fighter, for example. Uh, I look at it this way. Let me explain a little bit. Um, if a fighter, for example, is one and two, in the, and this and it's ranked, for example, in the women's division, you have fighters one and two, but that one win is against a top contender, and the two losses are against also top contenders. It doesn't mean like when one fighter is four and zero against four unranked, unknown opponents who are like almost a negative record that they go above that fighter. You know what I mean? So I look at this that way. You know, yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll try to try to be honest. You know, hey, listen, man, I, I'm not. Uh, in my work, I'm absolutely not biased. You know, I always try to be, uh, I try to be honest. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I try. But uh, we'll see, you know, we'll see. <laughs> For sure. Anyways, let's, I think we should get into it in a second here. I just wanted to, you talked about the um, the game break card. Mm -hmm. So they actually had me, they, they, they met the, the company messaged me, paperview.com. They, they emailed me like last week and was like, are you interested in this? So I ended up doing like the live chat for them, which was, which was good. You know, the fights are actually pretty good. The Jose Aldo and Jeremy Stevens fight was awesome. It was a, it was a draw. Um, which I think surprised a lot of people because I think most people thought Aldo would run through Stevens and he looked Aldo looked good in the fight, but I thought Stevens looked good too, man. I mean, I think they're both going to you know do well in boxing. Um, thought Conor McGregor called it all, so we'll see if that. There's a lot going on, you know. I think we should get into the breakdowns though, Marcel, and then we'll do a short podcast after that doing fight announcements, and if you can take more questions about that, then that's a little good. bit. Maybe also we we can do breakdown now and a little bit of a recap of the other events on the other. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, yeah, short, Carl, yeah, Daniel James, yeah. Okay, so let me get some comments here, guys. We'll get into the uh, breakdowns in a second. Here we got Glenn in the chat, as always. We got Antoine, always here. We also got Gorilla. Oh, this is funny. Yuts Rankings are far there. Control Beltor at least strong. I, I actually agree. Like I said, Beltor got better media. Why I changed my background for you, uh, my man? I'm out of home right now, so I'm just using an alternate background. Um, if you guys go to Inventor, you automatically granted passes. How does it work? No, you don't automatically grant passes. I mean. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I've been in the business for so long that, like, I think they know who I am, but I still have to apply for it. And same with Marcel. I mean, it's not like you just get it. You know, it's – yeah. It's, and, go ahead. It's different when you're from a local show and you know the guy, you know, who's a yeah. promoter. They, they want to have you probably there because they know you do what you do. And it, it's so also extra PR for them pretty much, you know, if you – if you go to the event and you're pretty maybe you're the only media there, you know, so it's yeah. also uh, good for them, you know. But yeah. with, with the with the with the higher promotions, UFC, Bellator, PFL, now nah, man, you got you got you got to apply for uh, for for your pass, and, yeah. and it's not even always granted, you know. There are a lot of people oh. who get turned down. Absolutely. All right, Marcel. So I say let's get into the preview now. Um, I always ask you this. UFC yeah. 287. What's your overall thoughts on the card before we get into each fight? What do you think about this card? I think it's good. So what do you think? Yeah, I think it's a fun card. I think it watered a little bit down with the case of Li Jing Liang fight uh, dropping off, in my opinion. <laughs> Although, still a pretty decent card, I think. You know, I would say uh, a 7 out of 10. Maybe maybe a closer to it. Let's say 7.5 out of 10. I think it's a pretty good card. You know, uh, the main event is, is great. I think the co-main event for the for the Belt of Florida is great. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I mean, Burns would live for so long in Florida right now. Um, 
Uh, and also, man, you got Rosas Jr. I'm really intrigued by what he's going to do against Rodriguez because that's a good opponent for him, I think. It's a fun one. Uh, Holland, Pons, Nibio, good fight. I mean, Font, Yanes, we're going to finally see where Yanes uh, is right now in his career, right? If he wins against Font, that would be huge. Um, and I love Gaslam, Chris Curtis, a fun fight as well, you know? And you know I'm looking forward to Jackie Amarine fight. For a while, you've been like, yeah. man, this, this one's good for sure. All right, Marshall, let's get into the uh, the breakdown just because you know we, we do have a quite a bit of fights to cover, and I'm looking forward to talking about it with you. All right, so first up is actually Marcel, your girl, Jacqueline Amaran, she takes on Sam Hughes, women's 115, and the former LFA champ is minus 250, Sam Hughes plus 200. Who's your pick? Um, yeah, the, the, the thing here is like Jacqueline Amarin never went out of the first round, you know, and that's also the thing what I had last week with Umbelato with Luke Trainer against Sullivan Colley. Sullivan Colley was never been out of the first round. By the way, I said, I'm like, I think Trainer was it. You're like, no, no, Colley, Colley. And I'm like, yeah, wrong. <laughs> I should have kept my first pick. Yeah, you, yeah, indeed, you know, and uh. But but uh, this one as well, man. You know, I think Hughes, I think Hughes got some bad luck in the UFC. I don't think she's that bad. You know, I think she's pretty decent actually. Um, Amorim, Amorim has something some, something like the it factor. You know, I like what I see from her in elevation. She's good on the ground. I think she pretty yeah. She finished all the fights with with submission. Um, but you can surprise here, you know. It wouldn't be the first time that an undefeated girl comes in the UFC. I mean, think about uh, uh, Smelly Ma um, Melissa Martinez, uh, Super Smelly, Super Smelly. Yeah. yeah, think about her, for example. And it wouldn't be the first time, you know. But man, I, I got a favor, Amory Mir. I, I feel like she she gets a tap. Um, don't know which round, but I think she gets it. But uh, uh, use. I would be sad, man, if they cut Hughes after this. Probably gonna be, but I would be sad because I think she's she's okay. You know, she's just, she got got some bad luck and some decisions. Some uh, definitely the beginning of a career in the UFC, right? But uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, with Jacqueline Amarim. Me too, Marcel. But I'm with you. There's like some hesitation because I just look at the the level of competitions. It's pretty night and day, guys. Like I mean. Yeah. I know Sam was only two and four in the UFC, but like if you look at the four fighters she lost to, like they would be favored to be a lot of fighters in the division. Um, and her two wins are decent too. They're not like great wins, but they're not bad. And Amarin, I'm with you though, Mark. So I mean, I think there's like a lot of talent here, right? Like great ground game. Um, but the, the, the competition does kind of worry me. Like a lot, O and O, you know, one and O, four and three, one and one. Like it's not the best competition. Also. Fights at ATT in Florida, which also can be an advantage. For sure. And like I said, the ground game is nasty. Like six first round. You can't really argue with six first round finishes. But no. what happens if she if she doesn't get the finish? And then mm -hmm. the fight goes to the second, third round. You know Sam Hughes has good cardio. You know she turns it up in that late that later stage of the fight. So that's the worry here. Because what, what if it looks like that Estella Nunes fight where that, that girl was lighting up Sam Hughes and then got tired and then lost? What mm -hmm. if it looks like that, right? So... It's a pass for me, man. There's no way I can recommend laying minus two fifty on a debuting fighter who hasn't really fought in good. You know, what are you gonna say? I agree with you there, man. I mean, it's yeah. too much of it's too much of a risk. I think you know. I'm with you. Like I, I'm gonna pick the girl because again, she's undefeated. It looks like she's a really good prospect, but I just think there's too many like, you know. Things I'm I have concerns about that I wouldn't. I mean, come on. There's so many fights on this card. 
I, I don't think laying minus 250 on this girl is a good idea. She probably wins the fight. We're both going to pick her, but if Sam Hugh goes and wins the decision, Marcel, it really, it really wouldn't surprise me. So mm-hmm. there you go. All right, we'll go to the next fight here, Marcel. We have uh, UFC uh, featherweight division, I believe, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Neilan, Nurbieka, and Steve Garcia. I just said because Garcia fights, it feels like in every weight class. <laughs> um, he's fought in like three weight classes, I want to say. Odds for this one, we got Shaylin minus 225, plus 180 Steve Garcia. What do you think, man? So this is a, a difficult one, I feel. You know, I feel like you're going here with the upside. I'm, I'm not, actually. Um, I, I told you last time as well that I like Shaylin also against Derek Mena, but we really cannot take anything too much from that fight. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah um, I like Shailan, man, what I saw so far, you know, from him in the UFC. I think he's he's pretty good, you know. Not not like amazing good, next level good, like uh, future champion good, but I think he's really decent, you know. Uh, if you look at Steve Garcia, for example, fought four times in the UFC, two good wins, you know, against uh, Sideshow Bob and against Chase Hooper, you know, and uh, he got the two losses against Mahashate and uh, Luis Pena. So... Um, I think it's a super close fight, man. This can go both both ways. I think I don't see a finish, to be honest. If there is a finish, I think Steve Garcia gets it. But um, no, I, I'm going with a decision win for Rashaylan here in this fight. That's how I feel about it. I mean, I don't really disagree. You know, I know you thought me. I take Garcia here. Like again, yeah, I, was, I understand. I, I thought you would. I think he's got a chance because he had the power. You saw that against Chase Hooper, obviously. Yeah. But I, I still don't really necessarily trust Steve Garcia. Like the other two fights, um, yeah, well, three fights I should say. But the, the one against Bob Shot, the one even Ontiveros, where he he got dropped twice in that first round yeah. against, against Sideshow Bob, and then got finished. Um, and then Mahashot was that fight was you know washout. So I don't really trust the guy. He did look great though in his last fight. I got to give him a lot of credit, man. I was I thought he was going to lose that fight and get cut, Marcel. But he goes down there and just destroy Chase Hooper. So. You know, to be fair, Chase Hooper's not, you know, a good stand-up fighter, obviously. Um, so, you know, I don't know how much you can take away from that win. But the, the, the thing is, though, about this fight is, like, I don't really think it's going to take place in the feet, Marcel. I think this guy, Shailen, is going to wrestle him, right? I'm assuming that's what you think, too, he's going to wrestle him. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I will say, like, Steve Garcia has, you know, a decent amount of experience. He's fought in Bellator, UFC. He's fought some good – he's also good fighters, man, like – Actually, it's been a few years now, but like one of his first fights, I think, was against uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Joe Warren. That was like one of his first fights. Ricky Tercios, even too, Marcel. So he, he had coming into the sport, he was finding good guys out of the gate, right? He's in the UFC now. He's a decent fighter, good finishing ability, lot of knockout power. But I think Shaylin's pretty good. And and Marcel, you know, I'm not going to even talk about that last fight because let's be honest, that fight <laughs> a lot of controversy. But like he does, this is his 50th fight. That's 50 fights since 2016. That's a fucking lot of experience. Now, to be fair, a lot of the guys he fought are terrible, right? Like, let's be honest. However, since coming to the UFC, I mean, three and one, and the loss, Josh Kulabau is a, a really good fighter. There's nothing wrong with that loss. Mm-hmm. Beating Sean Soriano, is a, it's not a great win because Soriano never won a fight in the UFC, but it's, it's not terrible. TJ Brown's not a bad win. And I think Derek Minner, I know he's a flawed guy, and that fight's fucking weird as hell, but on paper, it's not a bad win either. I just think you're going to be able to take him down. Marcel control where the fight takes place. So, for me... Uh, Shaylin's look good in the UFC, and I gotta pick him here for the win, man. I gotta pick him here. Let me get some comments here, guys. Marcus, what's up, man? What's up, fighter fans? Garcia put on Huber. He's, I think he's picking Garcia. Fair enough. 
Dude, 50 fights is crazy. And the thing is, like, I, I want to say a few months ago, Marcel, he didn't have all these fights on his topology, and then they got added. Um, remember, it was, like, maybe last year, some point, like, yeah. right? Like, I don't know yeah. what happened. Like, they found all these extra fights on this guy's record. Right, so, right, yeah. right? Like, By the way, sorry? When you, when, you, uh, when you are running to Hooper, are you caught up with him? How do you call him? I don't know. What? You chase Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Sorry, I, I, that, okay, you, you, you can leave the podcast now. Anyway. <laughs> All right, we'll work good on this one, guys. Um, but yeah, you feel, go, you, you feel good about that, Marcel? Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, for me, it's kind of 50-50, you know? And uh, I, I just feel more to go with Shailan than with Steve Garcia. But if I would go with a finish, I would probably go with Steve Garcia because he, have this, he got that knockout power, you know? But, yeah, I kind of feel that way too. So for me, I, I'm leaning towards Stalin by decision. Um, or Garcia by knockout. That would be the other way the fight would end. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple other comments. Mark, seven weeks of UFC road. That's right. We had an off week last week, obviously. I'm sure, you guys never try it, but if you ever try a game with Destiny 2, I never even played the first one. I don't really play like online games, but I heard the, I heard it's good though. So, all right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. We got uh, this is a fun one. Ignacio Baja Mondays against Trey Ogden. I think this is a fun fight. It's actually a catchweight fight. Yeah, 160, right? I believe. Odds for this one, as you'd expect, Bahamondes minus 335 favorite. Pretty big favorite here. Trey Ogden, short notice, plus 250. Uh, gotta give my boy James uh, Lynch a shout out because he did an interview with Trey Ogden. I don't know if you saw Marcel, it was a good interview. Oh, yeah. uh, you saw it? You saw that one? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's worth it. He posted the clip, but basically, he had um, he talked all about the weight cut for that fight with uh, Miguel Torres. Oh, not Miguel Torres, sorry, sorry. No, no. Not Miguel Torres. He's not in the UFC anymore. <laughs> and Miguel Torres, excuse me, where the uh, the fight got canceled. But, like, he, like, the story he tells is crazy about, like, renting an Airbnb where, like, the sauna didn't work or, like, the hot tub didn't work. And, like, they had to, like, rush to, like, some LA fitness where they didn't have towels for him. Like, it's just a crazy story. Um, definitely worth listening to. I just wanted to give that a shout out. Uh, anyways, I'll start on this one, Marcel. You know, uh, that's a concern I have. I mean, the guy just cut weight two weeks ago or whatever it was, like, three weeks ago. Cut a lot of weight. He's a he's a guy that cuts a lot of weight to make that weight class. Now, in this case, the fight's at 160, so it's a little bit less of a cut for Trey, but that still concerns me, Marcel. And the thing is, like, you know, Manuel Torres is pretty good. Like, I, I like him as a prospect, but I think Bahamandes is even better than him, you know, to be honest with you. I feel like this is an even harder fight, as the odds reflect. I really like Bahamandes and Marcel. I've liked him ever since I saw him a contender. Um, that kick he had, that knock, was nasty. I know he lost to John McDessie in his debut like two years ago, but that fight was extremely close. Um, I don't know how that didn't win fight of the night. That fight was fucking – oh, because uh, someone missed weight, right? McDessie maybe? I can't remember now. I think – did McDessie miss weight in that fight or did Bahamonde? Mm -hmm. Someone did. Who was it? Uh, yeah, Bahamonde was missed. 156.8. Okay. Yeah, so someone like, – that's, that's where I remember with that. But that fight was awesome. And then he obviously looked great against Roberts, that third-round kick. Five seconds left. That was insane. And then the wrong fight. He, he's got two finishes in the third round. I mean, the guy's a beast. Huge for the weight class, 6'3, 75 inch reach. Um, super young. He's 25. I mean, there's everything to like about this guy. He's getting better. Trey Ogden's, I got to be honest, like I've kind of, you know, been underrating him a little bit. Or I haven't been great at his fights in the UFC because I thought he was going to beat Jordan Levitt and then he lost a really close split decision, which I thought was the right decision, but it was close. And then Daniel Zellhofer, I mean, I think most people got that fight wrong, Marcel, let's be honest. Like, Daniel just couldn't pull the trigger for whatever reason, and Trey looked decent. Um, he has a lot of experience, 21 fights, compared to 17 for Ball Mondays. Not a huge difference, but I think overall he's probably fought some of the better competition. Ball Mondays, 
before UFC hasn't fought bad guys either. So for me, it's like you get a guy who's eight years younger, taller for the uh, weight class, longer for the weight class, better prospect, more, more upside. There's really no reason for me to pick Trey Ogden. Um, I'm going to go with Baja Mondays. For me, it's how does he win the fight? Um, I know Trey's pretty tough, Marcel, but I, I think there's a good chance he finishes him, to be honest with you, because that's what Baja Mondays does. He goes and finishes people. So, um, Trey's been submitted a bunch of times. Maybe that's the way to go. You go potentially Baja Mondays by submission. I know he's more of a striker, but he does have submission abilities beside the last fight. So, Baja Mondays, I'm leaning towards a stoppage. What do you think, man? Yeah, same. I mean, uh, Trey Ogden is pretty, is pretty decent, you know, but at the same time, um, yeah, he, he got that surprise win to me against Daniel Zalhuber, you know, and Zalhuber looked like Manuel Cap in his first two fights in the UFC or his first fight in the UFC or Tyron Woodley uh, in his later later days, you know. They couldn't let anyone anything go. Really felt the octagon jealous, was, I think, you know. Um, looking forward, by the way, to his fight against Vanata. Yeah, I think that uh, is a great fight. But, uh, yeah, man, Bahamondas is a guy who is really talented, you know, and... Um, I really like him, what I saw so far from him. Um, got a great win on the contender series. And like you said, that spinning wheel kick against uh, Robert, uh, Roosevelt Roberts. Yeah, great one, you know, and then Rong Zhu. But we haven't seen him for over a year, man. It's, it's yeah. pretty much a long time. Still, I pick him to win. I don't know if he's finishing him. I think he's finishing him maybe later, second, third round. But, uh, yeah, my, my money is on Bahamondas as well, dude. Yeah, I really like this guy. You got a comment from yeah. him. You think he's top 10 potential? Possible in the future. I wait back division, but he's only 25 and he's huge. Yeah. Us. So I think he's got potential. You know, I, I don't know if I don't know if he'll be top 10, but I think he's got the chance to be at least top 15. I think he'll be ranked one day. A couple other comments here. Crazy Pato, March and February by fast. They sure did, man. April 3rd. Crazy. Glad to have you here, my friend. Uh, Marcus says, shout out to Trey Arden's hemp company, Native Hemp Corporation Edibles. I didn't know you had that. That's cool. He's the one running that gym now, the Kraus, uh the Glorium. I, what is it called? Um, uh, what's his name? What's the name of the gym now? I, can't, I don't um, know. Marath uh, Marathon. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. Trey Ogden, right? Yeah, right. Am I right? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, Marathon MMA. So cr credit to this guy. I mean, he's you know, I think a lot of the fighters that used to train under Kraus are training with him. No James Cross, no win. I mean, <laughs> funny. All right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Yeah. The, that, early prelim. Yeah. Cynthia Calvillo and Lupe Godinez. Um, odds for this one. Lupe's favored. Minus 275. Pretty heavy favorite. Plus 210 on Cynthia Calvillo. Let me start on this one too, Marcel. You know, I just find it hard to pick Cynthia Calvillo. That's the problem here because – She's not looked like the same fighter at all. Um, and I, I, I'll give her credit. I mean, she's fighting good fighters. Nina Nunes, well, the thing is, Nina Nunes retired, I think, after that fight, right? If I'm mistaken. So, but she's still not a terrible fighter. <laughs> Andrea Lee is not a bad fighter, but the way she got finished was pretty bad to watch. Corner stoppage. Like, she just looked like she yeah. just had nothing left. And then Andrade finished her, which is not surprising. Chikagin wins decisions. It's like, they're not the worst losses, but. I don't know, man. At the same time, it's really hard for me to pick someone that the, her last win was against Jessica I. It was three years ago, basically. You know, like this, it's just at least Loopy, like, she's been, I mean, she's, Mark thought she's a little overrated, I got to say. She's always the favorite in her fights, and she lost to Angela Hill. Carolina beat her. 
Penny beat her. She, again, I think she's been favored in all her fights. I, I believe maybe there was one she was underdog in, but I don't know. Like, I mean, she. I still think she's got the, some potential with the wrestling, right? The ground game. That fight with uh, Silvana Gomez Juarez, like she looked like a superstar in that fight. But since then, really hasn't done anything special. I think that losing to Hill is kind of a bad look. I know Hill is, you know, a decent fighter. She's a veteran, but I wasn't like as competitive as many people thought. You know, she got controlled pretty easily in that fight. Yeah. I still think, I still think the wrestling is going to be enough here. And, and I know that Calvillo, you know, especially used to be a good grappler, but because I don't trust her anymore. Um, I guess one thing for Cynthia Marcel, the fights at I believe one fifteen, right? So, Cynthia's, yeah, Cynthia's going back down in weight. That's something kind of in her favor, but. If I'm also not mistaken, Marcel, she's missed weight before. I mean, not right. Yeah. I mean, not, yeah. Not one time, I think. I think a couple times, right? And that's why yeah. she moved up. So that's kind of a worry, too. Um, yeah, I'm going with Loopy. I don't love the odds, but I think, again, because she has lost as a favorite, in, I think, three times now in the UFC or twice at least. Let, let she was say. always a favorite. She was always I think a so, favorite. Right? Even against uh, Penny, I think, too, right? Yeah. So and actually, let's be honest, she should have yeah. won that one. I agree, but still, the fact that she has lost three times as a dog yeah. is a little concerning. I mean, how could it, sorry, three times as a favorite, excuse me. You know, that's a little concerning. So she's not exactly someone you want to trust. Um, mm. But how do you pick Calvillo? I can't. I can't do it. What do you think, man? Well, then I should probably do it. Um, so she's minus 360. Was she in the last fight against Angela Hill, Lupi Godinez? Her odds? Uh, yeah, man, she was minus three sixty or something. Minus, minus four hundred. Yeah, my, I mean, and we were pretty. We were. I, I think we were pretty convinced back then that she was going to. I feel be like you completely overlooked Angela Hill in that fight. To be yeah. honest, looking back at it, yeah, he looked really good in that fight. So yeah, all credits to her. Um, Godinez, Godinez is like a hit or a miss, in my opinion. You know, sometimes she looked really good, and then and the other of a sudden. She looks like mediocre, you know what I mean? It's like 50-50. And what Calvillo is, the thing is with Calvillo, she hasn't looked good as of lately, but we've seen her look good against good competition. You know what I mean? We've seen her look good against good competition. And the thing is, like, if she has her diet on, t on, on point and she goes back to 150, she can be a force there because at 125, she couldn't bully the girls she was fighting there. But at 150, yeah. she might can bully the girls she's fighting there, you know. So I take the gamble here with the going with Calvillo because I think it's uh, Lupi is a way too high of a favorite, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. That's why I would take the gamble. Only reason because I also don't really trust Calvillo. But I think if she can go back to 115 and she can bully. Godinez, she can win the fight. So I would say the decision went for Calvillo, but man, I wouldn't put my money on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I know what you're saying. I get it. Like, you, I, I understand. I totally get it. Um, you know, looking at these fights, like, I, I did pick all the favorites in the first four, but like, just knowing how UFC fights go, you'll probably get at least one upset in those four. Um, and, you know, there's definitely potential here. And then again, it could be four favorite twinning, like, as we're thinking, as the odds are saying, but. We know how we know how the sport works, Marcel. There's always surprises, and again, Loopy's a little overrated, guys. I mean, she's overvaluing the betting odds often. Ooh, we have to form a chat with the chat. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. What's up, Israel? I'm sorry. My fight Saturday would be like Paco and Marquez four. If you know, you know. Oh, I remember that knockout. That's all I'm gonna say. I remember that knockout very well. That was one of the best boxing knockouts ever. Lupita and Calvillo, good matchmaking, interesting at 115. Uh, yeah, it's a good fight. I think I'm talking about the fourth one where he got like just his wife was in the crowd and remember that fight? You've seen that knockout, Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a long time ago. I seen that. I think. Yeah, 
like, yeah, in the last decade. All right, we'll go to the next fight here, guys. And this one, Marcel, I thought you broke the news on this fight, man, but you told me you didn't. (laughs) I wanted to give you the credit for this. But, yeah, we have a short notice fight here, guys. Uh, Chris Barnett, what happened? Injury or? I don't The thing is, like, uh, this fight was like, I'll tell the story. So, the Brazilian UFC account posted, like, the bout order. And I see Carl Williams against Chase Sherman. It's like. Are, are they tripping? It's a mistake because Carl Williams was actually training with Chris Barnett, you know? Are you serious? So, I didn't yeah, know that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, what the hell? So then I went to uh, to Carl's side uh, to ask. It's like, yeah, that's true. So I oh, crazy. So then I had to confirm with the other side as well. So, yeah, and, and it was true. So I was like, what the hell, you know? And the UFC didn't even announce it. They just put it on the Brazilian website. And it was like, yeah, well, whatever, you know? So that's why I put. Then that's why I posted. And people were like, "This April Fool's joke." It's like, nah, I'm not. I, ca- I can't do that, man. I mean, back when I had like ten followers, I maybe can do that. But right now, I just can't do that anymore, you know. And some of these jokes were really bad, man. On April Fool's Day, man, I was like, "Come on," you know. And um, I think probably the best joke was Case, I guess Buckley from Buckley's side, because everybody almost uh, thought that was legit. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't believe people were like, "Oh, Buckley will make." 170 and we know it's easy. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> he said he was at 198, and that's when I knew I'm like, hey, he's probably lying about this. Yeah. Was that fight ever offered? But was that ever oh, offered? Not, as far as I know, no, not no, <laughs> no. So yeah, I was like, well, what the hell? He's gonna drop 30 pounds in like five days. Yeah, I'm sure he's gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Williams apparently was training with Barnett, and uh, that's, that's why crazy. I he, that's why I could uh, fill, fill in so quickly. You know what I mean? Uh, he, yeah, yeah, he, I mean yeah. But, yeah, about the fight, I think it's a good fight for Carl Williams, man. Let's be honest. I mean, the dude, um, he, he, he could make 205, I think. He fights at 265. Uh, dude is strong. You saw him uh, almost ragdolling Lukas Brzezinski. Let me jump in quickly. I forgot to tell the odds. Minus 480, Carl Williams, plus 350 on Chase Sherman. Yeah, I think that makes sense, you know, because I think uh, I think Carl Williams can uh, – can put his pressure on Chase Sherman, get him to the ground and hold him there. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much it. He can knock, he can uh, ground and pound him to TKO, but I think he gets a decision win. Um, and Sherman, yeah, the only thing Sherman can do is try to knock him out when the, when the fight starts, you know, and w- when they start after after every round. But I think Williams takes it to the ground. I'm impressed what I saw by Williams um, so far. And uh, remember when I was on Brzezinski? Last time, and I switched three days before because I was like, nah, Williams going to win this one. And you were always on Williams on that one. And uh, I'm convinced, yeah, Williams going to win this one. I got a trick question for you. Who's who's older, Carl Williams or Chase Sherman? Probably Carl Williams, right? He's two, he's two months younger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're basically the same. They're basically the same age, which is crazy because this guy, he only started fighting as a pro in 2021. I mean hmm. – for a guy at age 31 to turn pro, it doesn't happen that often. Then make it to the UFC age 32 or whatever, 33. I mean, that's that's impressive. And there's a lot to like about this guy, man. He's a good athlete. I think he's like a, got wrestling credentials, right? They were talking about that yeah. last fight. Um, you know, again, just started fighting a couple years ago, but actually has fought decent competition um, since making his debut in MMA. Um, you know, he fought uh, Jason Butcher, a former UFC uh, Bellator fighter, a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um, and lost that fight, and he also fought Sean Boatwright and won that fight. So he already in his first couple of fights was fighting guys with more experience than him, and then you know Jim goes to the wins the fight with the icon, which was Masvidal's uh, promotion. Yeah. Another XM may picked him up. He beat this guy Simon Marini, who's a Canadian guy who's fought on uh, a lot of Canadian cards, and he beat him by knockout. 
And that's what I'm like, okay, this guy's someone to keep a notice of because Simon's, you know, a guy that I've known for a long time and he, and he knocked him out. And then I think they went over Jimmy Lawson as an underdog and contender. And that guy obviously was a good wrestler and he, Carl Williams completely wrestled him, which was like very surprising. And then yeah. he's seen Bresky. And the Bresky fight, Marcel, that was last month. It wasn't even a month ago. He didn't look tired. He looked fine the whole fight. I know that I think it was DC was like, oh, he's got his hands on his hip. He's tired. He wasn't tired. Okay. He was fine. He could have went another two rounds, I think. Um, it's not the most exciting style, Marcel, let's be honest, but it's effective and yeah. it wins fights. Anyways, Chase Sherman, I mean, listen, the guy's been around for a long time. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy that there's basically the same age because this guy is mm-hmm. way more experienced, been around like he's been fighting for almost 10 years now. Um, and he obviously he's fought really good competition. You know, you got to give Chase credit because for sure, this is a guy that doesn't turn down fights. I mean, he's fighting the hardest guys in the division for the most part. Like, I know Romanov looks kind of like a busted prospect now, Marcel, but when he fought him, he was like minus 3,000, I want to say, in that fight or something. It was like the biggest line. Remember that when he fought Romanov? Very like big line, yeah. Biggest line ever, I think. And, you know, does that fight to kind of get another chance in the UFC, remember? Because I think they caught him, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yep. And then I'll give him credit. I thought he looked amazing against Jared Vandera. And again, Jared's not in the UFC now, but that knockout was amazing. And then, you know, Marcel, the fight with Waldo was competitive. It was not a blowout, and it was probably closer than people thought. So if he can keep this fight standing, if he keeps it standing, he's going to have a chance to win. There's no doubt about it. I'm picking Carl Williams because I think he'll get Chase Sherman down, and Chase on the ground is is not good. Um, we've seen that against you know, a couple of guys like uh, Collier. Even Parker Porter took him down a couple of times, if I'm not mistaken, too. So his ground game is an issue. Um, I think he has no finishes on the ground either in his career. Ground game's not his forte, but Marcel, again, if it stays in the feet, makes it interesting. And again, you know, the odds are heavy, guys. Like, it's a, it's a heavyweight fight, Marcel. I'm not going to talk myself into picking chase, but I thought the odds would be a little closer. I got to be honest. My, it's basically five to one. That's you, you, uh, that, you understand it, but I don't know. Weeks notice, guys. I was, I was actually, I can give you this. I was talking to one of uh, Carl's teammates and, um, just like this dude, he's a machine, you know. He only uh, after his after his fight, he didn't he wasn't uh, fighting for for a week in training, and after that, he came immediately back, uh, watched his fight uh, back from from the Brzezowski. Look what he did wrong, and he kept working on it. He's one of yeah. the hardest workers at the gym. So uh, yeah, I made the UFC two years after starting his career. That's impressive, you know. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, I still think I, I'm still not 100 sold on him as a heavyweight because you know he used to fight 205, but yeah. So I, there's some issues here I have with a little bit just because, you know, Chase is more experienced. And I, I think, you know, heavyweight, I mean, not that I think, like we know that there's more variance in heavyweight. But again, as long as he wrestles, he wins, you know. But if it stays in the feed, it could be a problem. Let me get some comments here, guys. In my opinion, yeah, yeah. and there's no disrespect to Sherman, but if you, as an upcoming fighter, can't beat Chase Sherman in the UFC, probably not going to go well for you, probably, you know. So yeah. that's how I feel about it. And that's no disrespect to Sherman. Maybe it feels like this, but I don't mean it. I mean, no, it's not at all. I think Sherman's like almost a gatekeeper to getting mm-hmm. into the UFC, quite frankly. All right, I got some comments here. Wishes with an April filter. Uh, I was going to pick Chris Barnett against Chase Sherman, too. And Chris Barnett was like a plus 200 underdog, I want to say. Who were you going to pick in that fight? Who would, who would you have picked? Yeah, probably Barnett as well, man. And uh, I yeah. mean, the, 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 he surprised me in the Jay Collier fight. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. you know. I thought Jay Collier would have, would have no disrespect again to Barnett, but I thought Collier would easily. He dropped him early, like he thought the yeah. fight was over, and then somehow yeah. he gasses out, and then 
Chris Barnett does his thing again. Uh, a couple other comments here. Antoine, Sherman might have a chance, but now he'd be fucked. Pretty much. Lucas and Sherman made more sense. Funnier matchup stylist than Carl. Well, can Lucas even come here from, like, where is he from? Uh, Poland, I think. Is he from Poland? Where is he yeah. from, Lucas? Can Poland. he get here and notice? No, probably not. Yeah, Carl sure. probably injured Barnett purpose take the fight. <laughs> so crazy how Williams fights Atlanta. That's your hometown, Antoine. Atlanta Hawks, man. Sucks for Sherman. Went from easy match to one was worst for sure. By the way, Antoine, I can't wait till my Toronto Raptors kick your uh, asses in the uh, play-in round, man. It looks like that's going to be the, the game. We're going to kick your guys' asses. <laughs> Williams does look good. Looking for this one. Yeah, he's looked good. I mean, for a guy who's 33, who has, like, no experience, Marcel, like, he's looking good. Like, he looks looking mm-hmm. really good. All right, we're going to go to the next fight here. We're going to another prelim here. Uh, we got Gerald Mearshart taking on Joe Pfeiffer. Another interesting fight, in my opinion. Um, I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts on this fight, Marcel, because I think this one is very interesting. Odd or interesting. Actually, I'll start on this one, this breakdown. Um, yeah. Minus 175, Joe Pfeiffer. Plus 145, Gerald Mearshart. All right, well, this one's tricky, I think, because, listen, Joe Pfeiffer's look good, right? He's looked really good. And, but. you know, yeah. UFC really likes him. I mean, he's, he's young. He's 26. He uh, looked amazing, right, against Alan Yankovsky. But that guy's that guy's a scrub. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be mean, but he went 0-4 and got knocked on all his losses. Um, except for Jocko. But Jocko doesn't finish sandwich for lunch. Pfeiffer's looked good. He's looked good, okay? There's no doubt. A couple knockouts in a row. A fight on a contender. You know, I don't want to talk about that Stoltz fist fight because, yeah, he got picked up and slammed. You can say, like, oh, he, you know, came from a legal move, true. But the other fight with Jonathan Patty getting submitted by that guy. I mean, that guy is not UFC caliber and he got submitted by him. So that does worry me a little bit going against Mearshart. I mean, how does it not? Um, and obviously, guys can improve. I get that. I mean, but again, Gerald, man, I know he's 35, guys, but 50 fights. This is his 50th first fight. He's fought the best fighters in the world for a long fucking time. Jay Ellis. Yeah, Jay Ellis, who actually beat him. Years ago, the second fight in 2007, he's had 48 fights since then. Then he actually beat in rematch. Anyways, getting back to the fight, like you've seen Gerald in the UFC for a long, long time now, right? Like he's inconsistent, but he's he's looked good lately. He's won four of his last five by submission. Um, we know that he's a tough motherfucker. I mean, let's be honest, Marcel. Like he can lose the first, second round, and then come back in the third round and submit you. Like he's done it many times. He's dangerous for all 15 minutes. Like you can't. You can't make a mistake against this guy, especially on the ground. Um, he has been knocked out a couple times. We've seen that. Um, and it's certainly possible Joe Piper knocks him out here. But I also just feel like the ground game is in favor, in his favor, man. And the experience is in his favor. And I kind of trust him. You know, the fight gets dragged out. I trust Gerald Mearshart more. I think he could just make it a dirty, gritty fight, Marcel. I really do. Um don't get me wrong, guys. Joe Piper is a really good prospect. He goes out there and knocks out Joe Mearshart. My fault. But I'm going to take a shot. Mearshart is a dog. I'm going to take him, Marcel, by uh, submission. There you go. So when, just when you think, when you have a different pick, you got the same one. Um, so, yeah. I feel the same way, actually, because I think Jalp Murashat had way better opposition so far than Joe Pfeiffer has. I think Pfeiffer is a really good prospect, like you said. I like him as well. But Murashat is like a super tricky fighter to fight, you know, not for Kamsat, for example, but for all these others he is, you know. He can beat you at every single moment in the fight with, his, with a crazy submission. He gets it, you know, and he gets it late in the third round sometimes as well. 
Um, he's, I think he's the record holder in the middleweight division for most submission wins in the UFC. Um, yeah, I'm picking him as well, man. And I think he gets a finish for a submission in the second or third round. Uh, yeah. He got to go through. He got to come through the first round. I think. I think that's the most tricky part. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be either. I think it's going to be Pfeiffer in the first round or Jared Mershon in the later rounds, even with a decision possible. You know, but uh, I'm going with a submission for Jared Mershon here. So I mean, if you, I'm looking at some props. Mershon by submission is plus three seventy five. I mean. I definitely think there it's worth a stab. Uh, I think that'd be the way you win the fight. Uh, as far as the round props go, Mirchart at round two plus a thousand, Mirchart at round three, round three plus twelve hundred. I think it's worth a, a stab, you know, because it, that's just how he wins his fights. And again, he's on he's on a roll, Marcel. He's won four or five. Yeah. He beat Bruno Silva, who's I I think a good fight. Bruno's the only guy who went to decision with with Pereira. Yeah. Like he's not a scrub. He uh, I know. Stolfitz isn't a great fighter, but he was actually losing that fight and came back and won. It was that was impressive. Mm-hmm. But I thought Muradov was a great win at the time. You know, like that surprised me. Mirchar was a plus five hundred dog in that fight. So, and the, the Fabinski guy is not good, but still, you know, he submitted him. The point is, like, yeah, he's been knocked out a couple of times. We've seen that, right? His durability is not amazing um, at times. I mean, overall, when he has fifty fights, he's only been knocked out like what two or three times. It's not bad. Obviously, getting up there in age now, so the, it'll his chin's going to go. But I still think he's got another fight or two left in him before it really cracks, and I think he beats this guy. So I think it's worth a shot. All right, a couple comments here, guys. Marcus likes uh, body bags Pfeiffer. Fair enough. I mean, listen, he's good, and he might finish Gerald in the first round, but I think if that doesn't happen, Marcel, I'd rather take a shot on Gerald at these plus money numbers, you know? Because um, I, I actually think he, you know, that's my – I'm not saying I'm – I think the oddsmakers are right putting Piper as a fear because of all the hype, right? That, yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense to me, but like, yeah, I, I think he wins. That's right. Yeah, I'm a Hawks fan. Raptors are asses for the conference. Yeah, man. We're going to get you guys. Um, Piper and Nickel, uh, Joseph wins here. I don't think USC would do that. They like them both, man. They're not going to do Piper and, and Bo Nickel. I mean, it's a good fight, but I think uh, Bo Nickel's fighting Trisong Gore, right? Is that the next fight? Yeah, it's not official yet, but it's probably going to happen, yeah. So I'd probably open up the card in the international fight week. I would yeah. say uh, first fight in the card. Honestly, uh, I, I don't really like it, but it is what it is. I mean, Trishan did finish. Uh, what's his name? Josh Friend. So I have no problem with with, with Trishan or with uh, Trishan, but I feel like Bo Nickel shouldn't fight a fight where he is like a minus eight hundred or something. It's gonna be yeah. It's probably be a yeah. minus eight hundred. I think that's a good. Actually, that's a good number. I think yeah. Mister Marcel, the odds maker now. <laughs> There he is. Piper's better grappling. Trina Sean Brady destroys Anders and Fury grappling. He did beat Anders. He entered an outcrowd by Jocko. True. Yeah, but I still think he could submit him, man. He's beaten a lot of guys that are better some like grapplers on paper than him, too. You know, over and over. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely a fair point. I don't think Piper's like a fish all the water on the ground, but I just think he can make a mistake, especially as the fight goes on. Like the other thing I want to say about Joe, Marcel, um, he only has one win by 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 decision, too. Yeah. You know, like we've never seen him go late into a fight. What happens if the fight goes to like the you know the two and a half uh round mark of the third round, two and a half minute mark of the third round? You know, that's when Gerald really has an advantage over him. You know, I actually like I'm with you, man. I think it's gonna be a late stoppage. So we'll see how the fight goes. We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh got another comment here. What's up, Ben? How's it going? <clears throat> Let's go to the next fight, Marcel. We got uh Michelle Watterson Gomez taking on Luana Pinero. And the odds for this one, Pinero is favored in this fight. She is minus 165. Watterson Gomez plus 140. 
And Marcel, give me your pick. Yeah, let's start with uh, Michelle Watterson. Um, <laughs> okay, Watterson, Gomez, what you want. I just say Karate Hardy. Maybe that's easier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, I always liked her, you know. I even like from the uh, I think she did Bully Beat Down as well. Uh, yeah, a few episodes. I always liked her from there already. And uh, former Invicta champion came to the UFC. Mm -hmm. I remember a lot of hype back, back on her back then. Um, yeah, she's she's for a long time now in the UFC, but she only won one of her last five fights, dude. And that was against Angela Hill, and it was a super close fight. Um, Losing to Asparza, Jen Jacek, Rodriguez, Lamos, all, all good fighters, pretty much. You know, now she's fighting Pinero. Uh, Pinero, 2 0 in the UFC with that win over Sam Hughes last time out. And before that, that illegal uh, kick from Randa Marcos, where we still uh, don't agree with. <laughs> um, yeah. What can I say, say about this one? I think Pinero wins the fight because she's younger. Uh, she's more upside, and I feel like Watterson is really punching air a lot all the time. You know what I mean? It's really busy, but doesn't touch all the time. Um, I like Watterson a lot, but I have to be honest, I'm going with Pinero here. I think Pinero wins the decision, and uh, I can't agree with Huani there with his last comment. <laughs> this one? Oh, yeah. Michelle, no, the last it? one. <laughs> oh, Juan, sorry. Juan <laughs> is Sterling. Oh, you think so, eh? Hearts full of current and past hype trains. That's what they're trying to do here, Glenn. They're trying to build up new names off of old names, I think. Um, yeah. Not that Michelle, she's not that old. I mean, she's 36, but she, come on, guys. She looks great for age. You know, Holly yeah. Holmes is her best friend and training partner, right? Holly's 42 now, I think, 41 or 42. She's at she's still in amazing shape. I think Michelle could fight in her 40s easily. I, I think so, Marcel. You know, she's been around a long time. Like, she's been around, like, a long fucking time. And, yeah. you know, fought, like, the best fighters her whole career. I mean, even before the UFC and Invicta and stuff, she was fighting good fighters. Um she fought in Strike Force in 2008. I mean, she's been around forever. Like, nothing but respect for Michelle Waters and really good fighter. Having said that, you know, again, she's been fighting really good competition. Like, she fought Lamos, Rodriguez, Esparza, Jacek, and Hill. Only beat Hill in that, in that fight, but, you know, that Esparza fight, I guess, was kind of close, right? But the point is, like, she's only losing to the best of the best for the most part. Sure. Uh, elite, elite fighter. But she's still not winning those fights. And, you know, going up against Pinero who, like you said, has a lot of upside, Marcel. And I think she's a good in the UFC. I mean, that fight in Contender, it's been three years now almost, but uh, that was a nice fight against uh, Frosto. Um, and then the, the the Marcos fight, dude, she was completely dominating that fight before the finish, before the DQ. So, yeah, you could say she was acting or whatever. Like, I know that's what you think. Um, <laughs> maybe she was. The point is, like, she was dominating that fight before that legal kick happened. So that's regardless true. of what do you think about the, you know, if she was like embellishing it or not? She was still dominating that fight. It looked great. And then when Sam Hughes goes and beats her, knocks her down, controls the fight, wins the decision, wrestles her. I just think she's like really good and, and, and you know, well rounded. Um, and she's young, like you, like I said, with the, um, she's only 30, you know, compared to 36. That's a, that is a big difference. But, you know, the, the overall level competition is a worry too, Marcel. Like, 28 fights compared to 11 and 28 fights against really good fighters against like Pinero's fought only like, you know, average fighters. So again, this is another fight where I'm, I, I'm going to pick Pinero guys, because I, I've, I've liked her in the UFC so far. I've picked her in all her fights. It's not like I, I'm going to go against her now, but 
you know, it's often Michelle Waters and Gomez is taller than her opponent and like bigger. Like it's not common. So I still think that the overall strength advantage probably goes to Pinero. I think you should probably grind her out a little bit, maybe get her down. But Marcel, I will say, I know you said she punches air, maybe, but these judges are fucking idiots and they might just give her points anyways, you know? Height, <laughs> <laughs> height, like, you know, she just like Holly Holm, the same thing. I'll take Pinero by decision, but I also think that Waterson Gomez could win a decision here, Marcel. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. So, um, Waterson Gomez by decision is plus 200. I mean, it's not like that's, I'll just, I'll pass on this fight, guys. I'm just saying, like, I think it's a chance for sure. Um, there's going to be some underdogs in this card. It could, it could be her. That's the thing, Glenn. The eight fight deal, I mean, it's eight fights, but do you see if she loses your next two, they can still cut her or three? You, you, know? you know, I, I, listen, man, everybody, yeah, I, I think, um, I, I think Ali Abdel, as he said it once, and I know he's not really, really uh, likable for many people, you know, but I agree with him on this thing. He's like, never sign a, a longer deal than three fights. You know, because if you sign an eight fight deal with the UFC and you're winning three fights and they don't want to up your contract, you're still with them for eight fights. You know, if you have belief in yourself, don't sign for more than three fights because you can negotiate after the second fight. You know what I mean? But yeah, if you're like, I'm here now and I'm uh, I'm okay with it, you can go with eight fight deal. So I'm really feeling that way as well, you know. But, uh, I get your team. Yeah. Again, you know, Holly Holm, again, her best friend and training partner, signed a six-fight deal. He's older than her. It seems like they're both going to ride their careers on the UFC, you know? And yeah, another so thing, I understand. Yeah. yeah, another thing I, I, our boy James was talking about, um, he had mentioned that, you know, it's also, like, controlled by the UFC. Like, they can't go to, like, a bare knuckle now. Because I think, you mm-hmm. know, honestly, I think Michelle Waterston would do really well <laughs> in bare knuckle, potentially. You know, Marcel, like, it's not like the competition is that great there. Um, she's a tough girl. She's almost impossible to finish. I'll give you have to give Michelle credit. Like she's super durable, man. Like yes, yes. I always liked her. Like I said, she's a legendary Shane. I mean, has she even been dropped in the UFC? Okay, Rose dropped her, and that's her only knockdown in her whole career in the UFC. That's pretty impressive. I mean, <laughs> not like she has any power herself. She doesn't, but she's a good fighter, man. I don't know. I, I think she's got a chance to win this fight. I, I'm almost talking myself into it, Marcel, just because again, <laughs> you know, that last fight. It's like the last fight, though. UFC's doing, you know, Marcel, like just like. Yeah. Uh, Glenn was saying yes. in the chat, a lot of these fights are a veteran against a young prospect. It really is. Go ahead. You're talking yourself into Michelle. You're such a nasty dude. <laughs> Anyways, I, I like. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think she's got a chance, guys. That's what I'm gonna say. I right. agree. Are you telling me there's a chance? Yeah, you're telling me there's a chance. All right. Uh, going to the last prelim here, Marcel. I believe it is. Yes. And well, too bad Kiesa and, and Jigney fell off the card. But now we have, regardless, we have Kelvin Gaston and Chris Curtis still on the card. It's gonna be a good fight. Odds for this one, we have uh, Kelvin's the favorite now, minus one thirty-five. Chris Curtis plus one ten. The uh, odds makers actually opened up Curtis, I believe, as the favorite in this fight. Yeah, at minus one seventy. Odds have come taking a complete one eighty here. So, what's your thoughts on that? Because I saw people talking about line movement on Twitter and stuff in this fight. I don't know. What do you think, man? Like, who's your pick? What do you think with the line movement? Such a difficult one. You know, when the fight got announced, uh, Gaslam was in front of Curtis, and now Curtis is in front of Gaslam in the rankings. <laughs> Super stupid. Uh, they haven't both fought, and uh, they switched places. Um, yeah, it, it's difficult, you know. It's really difficult because Gaslam, uh, he has only one win since 2018, and it was against Ian Heinisch. And we haven't heard from Heinisch in a long time, to be honest, man. That's, by the way. At the same time, he has losses to Israel Adesanya, which was a super competitive fight. He has losses to Kananir, which was a competitive fight, and losses to Whitaker, 
which wasn't that competitive. The tail fight was kind of competitive, and he got uh, really easily subbed by Hermanson very quickly with a heel hook. Um, Chris Curtis, fun, fun fight so far in the UFC. You know, has been uh, retired for three times, I think, before he went to the UFC. Uh, should have been much earlier in the UFC, in my in my opinion. Um one loss in his career against Jack Hermanson, and he really took that bad <laughs> in London, I remember. He got super mad. But at the same time, dude has some legit wins, man, on his career, on, in his career, dude. I mean, he, he stopped Brandon Allen in the second round. He, I think, almost stopped over 20 takedowns of Rodolfo Vieira, remember, in that mm-hmm. fight, and he kept it standing. The KO win over Buckley was great last time, although he, the first round wasn't that great from, from his side, if I can remember correctly. I remember his debut against Haas, where he got lit up pretty much, and he yeah. landed one shot. He knocked him out. So, um, yep. now I got to, I got to, I got to pick Curtis here, man. As much as I, I really, I always had a soft spot somehow for Gastelum. You know, I always liked the guy. He's also super friendly all the time. You know, but I got to be honest. I, I think Curtis, I think Curtis has more upside at this moment in his career. You know what I mean? I think he is like. Um, if you pick a decision, you go with him here, you know. Uh, if you pick a knockout, you probably go with him here. And with a submission, yeah, it's diff- more difficult, you know, for him. But Curtis has more ways to win, in my opinion, at this moment. And for Calvin, we haven't seen the old Calvin for a long time. You know what I mean? The Calvin who, who came up on the scene like a big prospect uh, was very difficult to handle for everybody. And now it's kind of like, I don't know, you know, I, I wish, I hope we see a good fight, you know, uh, I, I like both guys, but I'm picking Curtis here. I'm picking him with a decision win. I, I'm with you. I mean, this is definitely like a, a close fight. I think it's going to decision most of the time. Judges are getting involved. Marcel, would you be surprised if it was split, split decision? Which one? This fight, if it ends up in a split decision. No, that's, absolutely not. No. That's kind of what I'm thinking it's going to be, guys. I think it's going to be really close on the cards. And it probably comes down to Kelvin probably throw, throwing some more strikes out. Um, I got the numbers here. Well, actually, Curtis is landing more, but it's small sample size too. I mean, let's be fair; he only has five compared to like, like twenty fights. Anyways, um, I think I think the judges probably get involved, and it, it probably will come down to like what they see in the fight. But I just think like Curtis, you know, lands really powerful shots. Like we've seen him get a bunch of knockouts. Uh, I don't think he knocks out Gaslin because Gaslin is really tough too, man. Like great chin. But, you know, he's been dropped before, you know, and against Izzy, obviously, and even his last fight against uh, Jared King, there he got dropped in that fight. So he could be dropped. Um, Curse has a chance to knock him down, but I don't think he'll – like, I think if he knocks it down, Kelvin can get back up and survive. Yeah. I think it's probably going three rounds. And, again, I just feel like Curtis probably lands the bigger shots along the way and wins the decision. But, again, you know, Kelvin's a really good fighter, man, and you can't write him off after losing five of his last six because – Definitely like competition. At the same time, though, I am surprised by the odds flipping because, like, I just feel like Curtis is on a roll. He's been fighting. It's not like he's fighting scrubs. He's fighting good fighters, too. I agree. Buckley's good. Fear is pretty – I mean, I guess he's one-dimensional. I get that, but still. And then you have Brent Allen's really good. He knocked him out. And then Phil Hawes is a good fighter, I think, too, and knocked him out. Hermes' fight was not a good performance. I mean, let's be honest. It was was bad. Um – that I think maybe that's what people think are happening here, Marcel. That's what it must be. And yeah, I guess there's a chance that could happen. It's still, I'm a little surprised the odds flipped. I mean, is there something like, is there some inside information or something? Like, do does someone know something we don't know? I, I don't know. Like, I saw what people were saying on Twitter. Like, sharp action came in on Kelvin. Like, I, I get that, but it's still a pretty drastic line flip. I mean, anyways, uh, Chris Curry's by decision is what I think. 
some, some comments here. Oh, we got our boy Joe in the chat. What's up, Joe? Kirsty's overrated to who, though? <laughs> That's funny. What kind of do look like? Uh, see, this is uh, basically a pick them. Yeah, Antoine, uh, I agree, but like, I would I would give the slight edge to Curtis. Like, for me, it'd, it'd be like a minus 120 plus 100 fight. So, yeah, I guess based on value alone, you're getting plus 110 on him. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I think he should he should be favored, in my opinion. In my opinion. I like – hey, Marcus, what's up? I like Curtis in the spot, underdog odds. Minus the short nose fight was Jack Hermanson, who had his, on his track shoes <laughs> – Chris's look solid in the last 10. Yeah, that fight was uh, – that fight pissed me off because I bet on Curtis, and uh, it was – I thought Jack looked good in the fight. I mean, he did yeah, – he wasn't backwards, but, like, he did what he had to do. It was just so, like uh, – it was so awful by Curtis, and then he wins his next fight. You know, like, I think he's kind of a hard guy to pick his fights too, Marcel, Chris Curtis. Like, I don't have the best record picked in his fights. Yeah. Curtis is fun. Okay, we'll talk about that later, Marcus. Um, can Calvin be a Hall of Famer in the fight when because his fight is real? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that fight's going in, but again, I just I don't think just because your fight's in that I would call the guy Hall of Famer. I don't know what you think about that. No, I, I agree with that. But by the way, I think they're going to induct another Hall of Famer this weekend. You're joking? Uh, no, I don't know who it is. By the way, so, yeah. fight, a fighter or like something else? I don't know. Probably maybe it'll be like a pioneer or something. Maybe it'll induct like Fertitta or something like that, or like. Yeah, I'm thinking about somebody who was connected with Miami. I would say I have no idea. So. Oh, this weekend, yeah, yeah. Um, but doesn't I have to because I, I think John Sprofer got un inducted in uh, UFC. What was that one? Brazil or Australia? What about uh, Joanna? Yeah, it's possible. We should we should be on the lookout if she's if she's there at the fights. You know. Let me see. Yeah, is it possible? I mean, she she's trains at ATT, right? Yeah, I think that that's interesting. Imagine I get this right, guys. That's gonna be a good one. I mean, I think it's possible because you know Dana loves her. She's obviously one of the best women's fighters of all time, anyway. So that's again, people are gonna be like, "Why is Joanna in the Hall of Fame if that happens?" Marcel, she she is still the greatest strawweight of all time in the UFC, and that doesn't she lost mean twice. Yeah, she she lost to all to the champions. You know, she lost twice to Wei, Wei Li. She lost to uh, to Rose twice, but. I look at legacy. I always look at title defenses, you know. And her, she is still the girl with the most title defenses at strawweight, you know. They still haven't taken that from her. And I'm not even the biggest Joanna fan, but I still think she is the greatest, the the, the strawweight goat. If it comes to that, you know. And um, yeah. Rose can still call her, ca catch her, because the thing is, like many people are always like, yeah, but she lost this one. So. You think Dennis Holman is a better fighter than Matt Hughes, you know? So you think Chris Whiteman is a bigger goat than Anderson Silva? No, they beat them twice, both, but they're not, you know. That, but you got to look at whole career legacy, you know what I mean? And Joanna pretty much set a standard, man, for for the strawweight division in the UFC, and for so such a long time, nobody could fit that standard until Rose knocked her out, you know. So, gotta give her credits for that, you know. I'm just like kind of looking through like the list of UFC champions in the past and stuff, like just to see what it could be. Like if it's someone like you said, Florida based, like the only one that makes sense is her. Like it really is Marcel. So, yeah, I was thinking about maybe a Mike Goldberg or something, you know. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe like a pioneer. Um, yeah, well, he's not a pioneer, like a builder. They, they yeah. call it a builder. Contributor. The thing is, like I don't know if Mike Mike wouldn't be the first commentator, and they would put in Joe first, Joe Rogan, and and then yeah. uh, John Lanik. But you know, for me, like. Uh, I still think, you know, Goldberg, I know he, you know, a lot of people didn't like him, but 
personally, Marcel, like I, I miss his calls. You know, I thought he did some great calls. So. I thought, listen, man, I, the, with Goldberg, he was sometimes wrong, but I always thought it was funny when he it was, was wrong. Funny whenever he fucked up, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's my prediction, guys. So we'll see what happens. Thanks for telling us that, Marcel. Look at that inside information here, guys, because uh, you didn't know <laughs> otherwise. All right, Marcel, we got the next fight here. We're in the main card. We got Raul Rosas Jr. taking on Christian Rodriguez in a bantamweight boat. Good fight here, Marcel, to kick off the main card, two prospects. And uh, Rosas right now is favored, uh, as you'd expect. The odds are Rosas, minus 250. Christian Rodriguez, plus 200. Let me start on this one, Marcel. I mean, I think Rodriguez is a decent fighter, but I, I also feel like this is kind of a clear setup fight for Rosas to win. I, I absolutely think he wins this fight. Like, only 18 years old. I mean, that's that's insane. It's still crazy, right? 18-year-old UFC fighter. Like, obviously looked amazing in his debut. Now, Jay Perrin's not amazing. He's as Sean Strickland called him a scrub on Twitter, which I thought was funny. Jay Perrin's like a almost like uh he's like that guy that you have to beat to get in the UFC, basically. And he beat him and he submitted him and looked good. And then obviously the fight with Nando Gutierrez is a good actually a pretty good prospect too, and he beat him. But I think you know, he doesn't have a lot of experience seven fights, but you know, the last two wins are over pretty decent competition. You have a guy that's on tough now, and you have a guy who's in the UFC for a cup of coffee. And then, obviously, the ground game's really good. And again, Marcel, 18 years old, man. 18 guys. So, like, the upside's limitless with this guy. Like, we never had an 18-year-old, right? I don't think. Maybe Sage Northcutt was, maybe. But the point is, like, it's rare, you know? And and I think there's a lot of potential with this guy. Rodriguez, you know, Marcel, I, th- I thought he looked, you know, obviously great against that Josh Green guy, but that Josh Green guy's not good, and he got cut immediately. So, like, right, he got cut, didn't he, Josh Green? Yeah, he's fighting he's against Mike Davis, I think. Oh, oh no, no, wait, I, no, 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 Brandon Davis. I'm sorry. Oh, Brandon Davis will beat him, I think. I think Brandon's. Yeah, it's not in the UFC, by the way. It's, yeah, uh, I, I know, I know. I remember I saw the uh, – I can't remember what promotion it is. Anyways, the point is, like, yeah, he won that fight. He looked good, but – Fight with Jonathan Pierce, and I know he actually had some positions with Pierce. I think you know he had some submission uh, positions, but Pierce, you know, and again, Pierce is a big guy, and that was, I believe, at featherweight. Pierce is a big dude, so that's not an easy fight. Um, but you know, taking down repeatedly, um, you know, putting in some submission attempts. I, I think he's decent guys, but I also don't think the takedown defense is that good. Like, you got taken down twice by Josh Weems. Six times by Pierce, and then uh, twice against Razor Cortez, Reyes Cortez, who's Tracy Cortez's brother on contender. So I don't trust the take. The takedown defense is not good enough in this fight, and I I, I expect Rosas to win. I think he submits him, um, and it's, it's uh, the odds plus one sixty on submission. That's what I think happens more so. What do you think? Yeah, man. Um, thanks to uh, that Dylan Danis guy. When Bro Rosas comes up, I still have to think about Vernay Jandaroba. Do you remember that part in the uh, in Ariel Hawa? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like I think Christian Rodriguez is a lot. It's much better than many people think. You know, I think many people think that Rosas will cruise to or easily get a win there. I don't think it will be easily. You know, I think Christian trades now at fight ready. He was at Rufus Sport before. Um, I think he's pretty decent, man. You know, uh, I know we lost his... Uh, he was at Contender Series. He didn't get a contract because he didn't make weight, remember? Uh, that was such a stupid thing, you know? Remember that Hatley was on the same show and he got the contract and he didn't make weight. And then, he, and then Dana was like, yeah, uh, Rodriguez, I like him, but he didn't make weight. And then Laura Sanko was like, if he made weight, would he get the contract? Yeah, probably. I was like, dude, <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing like, a, how do you say that? It's super uh, weird. But 
it is what it is. You know, he got the he got the call later for Pierce, lost the fight, came back, got a beautiful submission against Weems. Rosas Jr., yeah, a special dude, man, 18 years of age, got signed when he was 17 after the contender series, like you said, against Mando Gutierrez, that win. Uh won against Jay Perrin, pretty quick submission. I think he got difficulties, dude, with Rodriguez. I really do. I think he wins, but I think he doesn't finish him. I think it will be a decision win. Okay. Well, we're both taking the win. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you think it's going to be like a tougher uh, fight for him than I think? I yeah, think he, he likely yeah. loses a round even, so I think it will be super close. Fair enough. All right. Get some comments here. Um, Mike Goldberg, great again. Yeah, I mean, Goldberg's not a legend, man. He likes he uh, beats the minor. He's 18, dude. He's not a minor, man. <laughs> I guess he can't drink in the States, but you can still fight. You guys think Raul fights only pay review here or out? I mean, it looks, if he wins. it looks like the UFC's got a, a, an interesting plan going forward. Eh? So they got prospects opening up pay per views now, like Bo Nickel, like this guy. Like they're, they're, it's a different uh, era a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, even Joe Pfeiffer's getting a big step up in competition, Marcel, I think. Um, so interesting. All right, a couple other comments. Not a fan of fighters so young. Brain Gross 25. T-Bag's almost guaranteed. No doubt fights for peanuts. He might be on, maybe he's on, he's probably on 12 and 12, but maybe he's on 20 and 20, but yeah, he's not making much money. He, he did win 50K though, Glenn, uh, for performance of the night. But yeah, I mean, he's not making a lot of money. I'm with you with the brain thing too. You guys think 10 years ago, you ever see H-Roll in the UFC? I think Sage was like 18 or 19, wasn't he, Marcel? Sage Northcutt? I know, I know, for example, Dan Lozon, when he came to the UFC, yeah. was 18. Okay, so That's Sage was 19. Um, okay. We're still teenagers. Let me just check. Nick Diaz was 20, Robbie Lawler 20. Dan Lozon. Peter Belfort 19, hold on. Sage 19, and then Dan Lozon 18. So he was the other 18 year old. There you go. Great predict great pick by Marcel. Um, is that when he fought Spencer Fisher and got flying need? Is that the one? I, I don't know, but I just can't remember that I saw the tail of the tape and it was super weird to see 18. Oh, was, was, it, was, it, was it Matt Wyman? I can't remember. Hold on. Let me try. Years right, ago, dude. Spencer Fisher destroyed him at UFC 64. Yeah, that was remember that, eh? Yeah, that fucking Spencer Fisher was so much fun to watch, man. And that guy it, has serious brain trauma now. Eh? It's pretty sad. He got this crazy fight with Sam Stout, right? Who? Spencer, Spencer Fisher. Fisher. Three of them. He had three of them. Yeah, th three crazy fights with Sam Stout. Yeah. yeah. Sam Stout. The guy had the picture. Remember, remember the Spencer Fisher fight with Matt Wyman, where Matt Wyman yeah. was like, "No, no, you haven't touched me yet." That he needs him right in the face. That Wyman was one of my favorites too. Yeah, uh, I like Wyman as well. We got embedded immediate wins. So okay, uh, we'll go to the next fight here, guys. And the next fight is Kevin Holland taking on uh, Santiago Pontinibio. And this fight is dagger. It's a welterweight division, and Kevin Holland's a favorite, minus two seventy-five plus two ten on Pontinibio. Your pick. So if you ask me who you think is the better fighter of the two, I would go Santiago Ponzinibbio. You know, if you ask me who you think is going to win, I'm picking Kevin Holland for the simple reason that I don't think Santiago Ponzinibbio's chin is going to hold up any more longer. You know, I think Kevin Holland, if he lands a clean shot in the first round, he knocks him out. That's what I think, you know. If you look at Ponzinibbio in his last fight against Alex Morono, he looked pretty bad, you know, and then out of nowhere, he knocked him out in the third round. And he got a performance bonus for it, so good for him. But... He didn't look good in that fight. And for me, it's like since Ponzinibbio came back after that long injury, he got knocked out by Li Jingliang in that first fight. I know he can, he, he won against Baeza. You know, he looked good in that fight. I think he lost to Pereira after that close. 
but he hasn't been the guy anymore with which he was before his injury, in my opinion. If you look at Kevin Holland, you know, he's I think he's decent. I wouldn't I, I don't think Kevin Holland's gonna be in the top ten anytime soon, probably around uh, between ten and twenty, some somewhere there, you know, and this is a fight he can win, I think. Um if he can he got to go for the, for the stoppage, I think. If he doesn't go for the stoppage, he might uh, get a decision loss because we know Santiago is pretty is pretty durable. But at the same time, dude, I think if he gets clocked with a, with a good shot, it can be over. So I'm, I'm gambling here with a KO win for Kevin Hall in the first round. If you asked me this fight three years ago, I would be all over Ponsonibio probably. But I'm going with Holland here. Yeah, I'm picking him too, Marcel. I think he knocks him out. Did you say knockout too? First round, yeah. I think he knocks him out, guys. Like, Holland, you know, listen, for all his faults, man, he can still crack, crack a big punch. And Ponce mm-hmm. um, listen, like, mad respect to the guy, but uh, I just think he is on a deep fighter. A lot of fight, a lot of wear and tear, a lot of wars. Um, last couple of years, I don't think he's looked you know, amazing. I know he knocked out Moreno, Moreno in the last fight, but was losing the entire fight, basically. Like, I had him down on the scorecards, Marcel. I get it. He still won. Gave, gave him credit, mm-hmm. but... Uh, for sure. That doesn't really like uh, give me a lot of confidence going forward. And then obviously Pereira, close fight, but still lost. And then Jeff Neal, uh, another close fight and loss. Um, that was that Jing Liang fight. And I know that, you know, coming back from an injury, but it just so he can get cracked now. Just, that was shocking. It was honestly yeah. shocking back then, you know? It was. But the point is, he's been getting drawn more now. He still can make the fight, you know, very competitive. It goes to the scorecards. You look at the score, uh, the fights that go to the decision, Marcel, usually very close fights. So, mm-hmm. and that, but again, I kind of see a finish in this one. Almost all of Holland's fights, you know, really end with a finish. Um, and I think that Holland at 170 is a problem. And, yeah, I mean, the Thompson fight was – I mean, at the same time, Stephen Thompson's like, one of the best strikers ever at 170, really, when you think about it. Like, it's not like it's a terrible loss to have. Holmes, I took him down easily. It's not, listen, the good thing about this fight is, Marcel, you don't really have to think about the ground game. Um mm-hmm. Right, because when is when is when's the last time San Diego really landed like a takedown and controlled the guy on the ground? Like it's it's been a long time. I can't remember if I'm being honest. I maybe Holland will imply the takedowns in this fight if it happens. You know, I, likely I, yes, not. I think Holland would have the better chance to get us up. Anyway, I think Holland catches him on the chin and finishes him. Yeah. I'm with you, Holland by knockout, uh, plus one eighty five, knockout first round plus three sixty, second round plus five hundred, third round plus eight hundred. Yeah, Holland might not go to my pick, guys. All right, comments. Marcus says, after uh, Kevin Holland showed poor fight at Q against Wonderboy, I don't see how anyone can be comfortable betting Holland in this fight, recovering from a broken hand. Yeah, I mean, I, Marcus, like, I, I would I, I would hope that, you know, his hand is healed by now. Um, I would hope he's not fighting with an injury. The thing is, like, you never know with Kevin sometimes, right? Because he can be a guy that shows low fight IQ at times, but I just think he's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. He really is. You know, but I'm with you, Marcus. Like, his fight IQ is not the best. Hype, what's up? <laughs> says this weird scene with the background. Yeah, I'm not at home right now, so I just felt it was better than I, – I want my toys back, though. Give me my, <laughs> give me my toys myself. All right, the next fight here. And the next fight, Rob Font against Adrian Yanez. And this is another, obviously, amazing fight. Odds for this one. Rob Font – or, sorry, Adrian Yanez is favorite here. At a minus one eighty five, Rob Font plus one fifty. Marcus or Marcel, give me your pick. Marcus, thank you. <laughs> so, so this fight is also another difficult fight in my opinion to pick. You know, I think many people will be on Adrian Yanez here. You know, but man, Font, 
I think Front is good. You know, his boxing is good. The thing is, like, uh, he outstriped Marlon Chito Vera in, in this fight, you know, but he got knocked down a couple of times, got damaged heavily, and he lost the fight. Um, I still think he has won. He's, he got he got a lot of good box. Got, got, what the hell? I'm stumbling. I, th I still think he got some good boxing, you know, probably one of the better in the division. Not the best, but one of the better. Yanis has good boxing as well, you know, but you got to be honest, man. I feel like the Randy Costa fight, I always refer to, he did great in the second round, but he completely out uh, destroyed in the first round. Remember that? He came back. David Grant fight was super competitive. He won the fight. I think he won the fight. Um, was a split, I think, but I think he deserved to win the fight. And then the Tony Kelly fight, I still think that was a weird fo uh, follow-up fight after the Davy Grant fight. You know, I don't think Tony Kelly's better than Davy Grant. So now he's fighting, uh, now he's fighting Rob Font. Now we're going to see if Adrian Yanez, where he's really at in the UFC, you know, because if you beat Rob Font, you can be, uh, go, uh, go right to the top, in my opinion, you know. Um, and to be really honest, I don't think Adrian is there yet, in my opinion. I think Adrian is good. I think he can still develop, but I don't think he's there yet. You know, I think this is a little bit too quick. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. We'll see. But uh, I feel confident to pick uh, Rob Font for a decision here. So I'm picking Rob Font. Definitely respectable pick. I mean, this fight is a tricky one. I mean, it's another fight, Marcel. Veteran's prospect, really. Mm -hmm. uh, well, he has his rank. You know what I mean? Like, I think he has his rank, right? He's in the top 15? Yeah, yeah both are ranked. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Font's right at the top. Still, I think it's six six against 12 or something, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, Adrian's been around for a while. He's not like, I just called him a prospect, but he still has 19 fights, and he's got six, yeah. five in the UFC, four by knockout. Um, and, the, and the knockouts, he's looked dominant, right? But there's that fight with David Grant, Marcel, that he didn't finish him, and it was close. Um, is that what's going to be like in this fight where he, gets, he actually gets uh, struck a lot, even against that, what's like, uh, Randy Costa, that first round he got lit up, right? So that's that's the that's the uh tricky part about this fight is because we know Rob Bonds just got beautiful boxing combinations, man. Yeah. Like the Vera fight, Marcel, he was just lighting him up. I think most of the fight. Like if you look at the stats, Marcel, he's crazy, landed, right? He landed 271 and only absorbed 159, but the three knockdowns were the difference. But he he almost he almost doubled it, he almost landed like 300 strikes in that fight. That's significant strikes, that's insane. Yeah. Um Lost the fight still, though, clearly, obviously, because of the damage, like you mentioned. The point is, like, the guy's still a good boxer. Even against Jose Aldo, where it's like, again, lost that fight, throwing 150 mm -hmm. significant strikes and then got absorbed, or 149, and then he absorbed 86. Like, he basically doubled him in strikes, but again, suffered two knockdowns. I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen here, man. That's what I'm thinking. I think that Font is the better boxer right now. You're right, Marcel. I think he is, but. The problem is, I think his chin's going to let him down again, man. Okay. So, I think Yunez drops him and, and potentially finishes him, to be honest with you, because he's suffered five knockdowns his last two fights. That's a lot of damage. And I know Fonts, has he ever been knocked out? I don't think so. Um, I can't remember. I don't think he has. I think this could be the fight where he actually gets knocked out um, mm -hmm. by a guy who's, you know, really young and, and dangerous. Um if the fight goes the distance, I think it'll be really close. Though. I'll say that. I think it'll be, like, you know, potentially Font could pull this off. But again, I just think Yanez, I think he's a special young fighter. You know, he's yeah. good. I feel like it's Yanez by finish or Font by decision, pretty much. Yanez by knockout is plus 150. That's what I think. You said Font by decision is uh, plus 240. 
No, I, I think he knocks it out, though. That's my pick. All right, call my right. here. Excuse me. Uh, oh, grateful, dude. Yanez Font's a fun fight to watch. I think this it will either win a performance tonight or a fight in the bonus this fight, I think. Because if it goes a distance, I think it'll be like the Davy Grant fight where it's like a war, you know? Mm-hmm. Joe likes Font by knockout. When it gets fed to Peter. Who was calling up Peter recently? Who was it? Um, who was it, Marcel? What, uh, sorry? What's the question? Who was calling up Peter Yon recently? Uh, Marlon Vera, right? Was it Marlon? Yeah, Marlon. Yeah. I think Rob should be considered uh, by a lot of people that is the dog odds. You know, it's good, good for slow little competition. I agree. I just really like this kid, man. I think he's special. I have to go with him. I'm, I, I probably wouldn't dig against him unless he was finding like a top, you know, five guy right now. I think he does is special. But again, it's all matchups too. Might mm-hmm. you know, Adrian like counter striking? That's what I kind of think. I mean, he actually catches him hard. Rob has suffered five knockdowns in two fights, my friend. Fun when Cheetah was a year ago. Yeah, the time goes by quick. Gonna be electric for sure. All right, uh, go to the next one, Marcel. Uh, Kobe and event guys, longer breakdown today. That's okay. We got Gilbert Burns versus Jory, Jory Mazadol. Odds for this one, Marcel minus 450 on Burns, plus 360 on Mazadol. I mean, I just don't see the reason to pick Mazadol in this fight. Like, he's not looked good. He's lost two straight fights. I get it against Usman and Covington. Like, can't really take too much weight, but like, just what to me wasn't super competitive in those fights. The Usman, the first Usman fight was on short notice, give him credit for that. Um, but you know, lost clearly, and then the second one gets brutally knocked out. And then against Covington, I thought he kind of you know lost clearly. I, mean, I don't think the fight was competitive that much, to be honest with you. Um, and I feel like Maslow's time's passed him, man. 38 years old now, it's crazy, right? Because we're into his 30, uh, he's 30, uh, he's turning 37 this year, Maslow's turning 39. Yeah, Burns is turning 37. It's just like, I feel like he's a lot fresher, though. Even though the age is only like a year or two, I just feel like Burns is kind of like on the uprise and Basil is on the downside right now. Like, Burns has looked great. Like, Magny fight looked amazing. And listen, Magny, a lot of losses in the UFC. Tons of wins, too. He's he's a guy that's durable as, as hell, too. So for him to submit him, that's impressive as hell. The only other two guys that submitted him are Damian Maya and uh, his name, uh, Afghat, and then um, early in his career, what's his name? Sergio Marais, but that's it. You know, that's impressive. Uh, Burns, obviously, the fight with Hamza. I think Marcel, it's one of those fights, like, and I know you agree with me on this, like, his, his stock went up, even though he lost, like, he moved up in people's eyes because it was such a good fight. Beat B- Thompson easily, and then Usman knocked him out. I mean, but he's looked great at welcoming, man. I remember when he first made the move, Marcel, I was like, I don't know about this move because, like, I just thought, you know, 155, you know, he's been kind of average. Like, I guess he has to do something, but it was the best thing for his career. I mean, he's looked great at 170. Um, and I think he gets another win here. And I know the odds are high, guys, but, like, I just don't see reason to pick Corey unless you think he knocks him out, which, I mean, it's possible, but I just feel like Gilbert's got more to win. I think he takes him down. I get it. Maxwell's last five wins are by knockout. That's the way to hedge it, I think, if you uh, are scared. But, yeah, I'm definitely going with uh, Burns. The question for me is, you know, finish your decision. Listen, for all Maslow's faults, I mean, the guy's still tough as hell and very hard to submit. So I'm leaning towards a decision here, but uh, yeah, I like Burns, man. Marcel? Yeah, I mean, um, Masvidal, he's like a super respectable veteran, but um, he only had one crazy year, and it was 2019, the year where we knocked out Till, Askren, and TKO Nidias, you know, and besides that, He's always been just pretty much a gatekeeper, in my opinion, you know? 
and that's the way it is, you know. Uh, I, I know he's got a lot of fans, but um, yeah, I mean, he got two losses to Usman. First one was short notice. He got a second fight. I uh, don't think that was necessary. He got knocked out and uh, super unnecessary. And um, then the third one against Colby, the most recent one, he landed one good shot in that whole fight. So, yeah, I mean, the thing is, the only thing that can happen here is that Burns falls in love with the striking again and does something stupid and he gets knocked out. Yeah. That's the only thing that can happen where Masvidal likely can win, in my opinion. I think Burns will play it smart. If he is smart, he will have to crowd against him, even in Florida, because he's in Miami. And uh, he's, uh, he's pretty much from the, from the rivaling gym, you know, Kill Cliff, American top team. So I think Burns wins a decision. That's how I see it. I don't think he finishes Masvidal. Masvidal is super tough, as we all know. Yep. Uh, we've seen him fight against Damian Maia before, right? Uh, so, yep. yeah, I'm taking Burns' decision. Um, no, I'm not going to gamble with Masvidal. It's like I haven't seen too many good things of him as of lately, you know? Yeah, I agree. Burns by uh, decision is plus 150. So, we both like that. A uh, couple other comments here. One says, uh, sorry for Burns or Masvidal Sparkson. I mean, that's his way to win. I just like I said, his last five wins are by knockout. Six of his last seven wins in the UFC are by knockout. That's his way to win. Might as well by knockout plus four fifty. Honestly, at that point, I'd rather take the money line because it's that mean anything can happen. So, my dream. It's not, if it was like plus seven hundred or something, like that's better. better I think. Uh, can I ask you something, Adam? Oh, sure. Do you think that the UFC specifically went to Miami to get Masvidal back on a card? I mean, they kept saying, like, we haven't been in, like, 20 years. Wasn't that what they were saying? Like, that was kind of advertising. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but Dana also said that they would go to, uh, how is that, uh, to Tachi Palace, remember? Yeah, when, never uh, they never went. They went, yeah, so. Uh, yeah. We were going to do a fight during COVID when, like, all yeah. the government, like, uh, I think it was still sanctioned. But you know what I mean? It was, like, on the reserve, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> as well could be a GSP that he beats birds. <laughs> I don't know what Joe Rogan was saying with that. It's so stupid. Oh, yeah. So I heard that. Rule says, I don't like this shot after the video with the wolf. It's disturbing. I didn't like seeing that video either. Uh, you saw the video, Marcel? No, what happened? Uh, it's just, I, I, the shot the video where he like he kills a wolf, but the wolf is still like alive and he like throws it to the ground. And it's kind of messed up, honestly. Like it, it bothered me too, to be honest with you. Like, can I, you show it to me? I haven't seen it. It's in the not it's here, in, but it's actually in the Discord, I think. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. Okay, okay I'm yeah. checking it right now. I like Bert. Just go on Twitter, actually, Marcel. Probably look it up because uh, I think you just posted a pick in the Discord. Anyways, if goal is to get Maswell back in win call against putting against Burns is a bad idea. Yeah, I agree. Orange is a suspect chain in decent wrestling, not better than Kobe uh, Usman. Jorge's good take on defense. Jorge's take on defense is decent. That's why I'm thinking it's going to be a decision because I think he's going to have to work for the takedowns. Jorge's uh, decision, uh, takedown defense, 74%. It's not bad. Well, it's not great, but it's not bad. Read market. Uh, Basil, second fight, Miami. Hometown fact, it's burn him, not the judges. That's interesting. 22 years since Miami. That's what I'm saying. It's been a while. All right. Uh, Marcel, let's get to the main event. We have a great fight here, guys, in the UFC middleweight division for the belt. And we have Alex Perea putting his belt on the line against Israel Alexander in the rematch. And the odds for this one have the champ, Alex. Pereira minus, or sorry, he's actually the underdog. Excuse me. I guess the challenger in this case, uh, minus 155 favorite Israel Asanya taking on the champ who's the underdog plus 135 underdog. So it's interesting, right? Like 
typically the champion is the favorite, but not every every time. Um, but considering he knocked him out, a little surprising, I guess, in some ways too. So um, the line movement seems to be trending towards Pereira. People seem to be on that side a little bit more from what I've seen, but still obviously a very competitive fight, and the odds are, are indicating that. Um, Marcel, um, you know, I think both guys are. Let me actually, you want give you give the breakdown first. Actually, go ahead. By the way, did you see that the uh, XMMA has uh, canceled their uh, I didn't see that. event? Okay, I just see that. I, I was still searching for the clip. I haven't seen it. Um, no maybe you can look it up for me and send yeah. it to me when I do the breakdown. Uh, so yeah, Pereira Gonzalez signed there, right? Um, Fourth time, actually. Second time in MMA, right? Two times in kickboxing. And in every single of the three fights, Adesanya was winning until he wasn't. Um, The thing is, like, well, yeah, it's... I feel like if Adesanya fights smart, he wins the fight. That's what I, what I feel, you know. I think Pereira can still knock him out. Uh, Pereira pretty much lured him in in the fifth round, uh, went toe-to-toe with him and knocked him and TKO'd him. I think Adesanya plays smarter this time, you know. He uses a little bit more of his uh, of his ground game in this one. I think overall he's a better fighter than, than Pereira, although he's further in his MMA career than Pereira, for example. That's how I feel about it. Um, Pereira could still finish him, of course, but... Uh, Man, Adesanya, why would I not pick Adesanya? The only uh, thing why I wouldn't pick him is why he's three and noise in between, in between his ears. But I think he's a better fighter overall, man. I think um, I think he keeps technical, keeps a distance, and he wins. Decision win for Adesanya. That's what I feel. Uh, it's tricky, right? But that's I'm kind of leaning the same way because, again, you know, this fight's kind of like almost like Usman and Edwards, too, in a way. I mean... Because you had one guy, you know, winning the fight and then getting knocked out at the end. Um, Israel, I think in this fight, he should use his wrestling more. That's what I think he should do, Marcel. Because it seemed to be like where he had the biggest advantage, in my opinion, in that first fight. Um, I also think if he does that, he's going to need to conserve his energy. Because, like, that was one of the reasons I think he got tired uh, in this fight. But, yeah, man, I mean, when he took him down, like, he the control he had was pretty impressive in that fight. So... Um, you know, I was going to look at the striking here, and and I mean, I think the striking is competitive. Obviously, Prayer's got more power. He's knocked him out a couple of times, so it's tough. I mean, Prayer's beat him three times, right? Even three times. He might just have his number, like people say. Um, but it, I still, for whatever reason, I I think I saw you can come back and get that fourth fight. Like it's not like that's never happened before. Guys have lost, you know, and, and really, I, I mean, if you. It's 0-1 in MMA. So, like, there's lots of people that have lost their first fight and then come back and won. If anyone's going to do it, it's a champ. Like, I, I saw he was going to be a Hall of Famer one day. Um, again, you know, last fight was really close. I think I had a 3-1 to one going to the fifth round. And I'm like, all right. And as saw he was just cruising the decision. And then he got just finished. And that could happen again here potentially. But I lean towards as saw by decision ourselves. So, I think we have the same thing there. Okay. <laughs> Uh, a couple other comments. Uh, Watts says Pereira's number, yeah. Joe says, is he gets his belt back? Yeah, I think he I think he does too. Christian, out of this weight, so he's an excuse to move up, possibly. They're going to do a trilogy. I, I think so. I mean, it depends on how this fight goes, right? But yeah. If it's like Carla and uh, Rose too, then no. <laughs> it goes in the round four, is he going to get nervous? P- possibly. That's that's true, Glenn, actually. Why betting thing? What would re- be the ref? I don't think it's out yet, but... Uh, Interesting. That is interesting. I mean, 
Hopefully someone enforces fence grabs if that happens. Because, uh, I mean, again, if Adesanya rustles like I think he will, might see uh, fence grab. All right, Marcel, is there anything else uh, you want to say about this card? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's, it's, a, it's a fun card, some good matchups on it. Um, yeah, I'd say enjoy the show, right? <laughs> For sure. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. I mean, it's a long, we did a long podcast. It's okay, though. I have some time to kill. By the uh, way, yeah. I've seen it now, the, the picture. I don't think it's Shafka, dude. The dude has a mustache in the picture, and Shafka doesn't have a mustache. Yeah, I don't know, because there's a video of it. Maybe you think it's someone else then? Yeah, I think it's 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 the guy who's next to him on this profile, uh, on the story. I don't think it's Shafka himself, to be honest, man. It's mm, interesting. I don't know. It's kind of disturbing anyways, man. I don't like the picture of nails in you. Um, uh, Marcel, you want you plug your stuff? You, you good? Oh, oh, hold on. Let me get these comments. Last couple of comments, guys. Yeah, the video got taken down. See, it's I don't it's, I don't like watching that stuff, man. My name's, are you going, dude? I hope you're gonna have fun, man. Yeah, Who's your underdogs. Okay, Let me just go. That's that's always a good question, Marcus. But uh, again, yeah, yeah. Gerald Murashard both. All right. All right. So here we go. We're gonna we're gonna tell you guys right now. All right. So we both have Gerald Murashard as a consensus dog plus one forty five. We both picked Chris Curtis as a consensus dog plus one ten. Marcel, another underdog. Uh, you picked Rob Font, I believe, right? Plus 150. That was a pick from you. Um, you also picked um, who's the other underdog? It was uh, what's it, Marcel? You picked another one. Um, let me think. Yeah, I'll take you, Cal, plus one 210. Okay, yeah. yeah, see, my brain still works sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was the two, and then Marcel picked three, I guess. So, um, I also feel like there's a couple of fights that you know move the way. Um, but yeah, the two, we had two consensus dogs, um, Curtis and Mearshart. I, I, I'm picking them both to win. I mean, but even if just one, if you bet on both and just one wins, you still profit something. So it's not a bad way to go about it. All right. Uh, how many pay revises as Sonia Prairie get? The, the trilogy or this one? This one probably does like, well, like maybe like 500,000. I don't even know if it'd be that much, but. I, it's just a weird thing to keep track of right now. I think a lot of people are watching it still, but like illegally, right? Part like just because it says that doesn't mean people aren't watching it. Um, and it's it's their own fault, you know. I mean, why they make it way too too expensive in the U.S., dude, or in North America? It's like hundred bucks now, man. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always say like this, dude, and it's no disrespect to the people watching it, but fighting is pretty much a poor man's sport, you know? Not many rich people are watching it. Yeah, or it's a popularity, but it's not like the most rich people watch other sports, you know what I mean? It's like most fighters aren't rich born. They are from uh, either they are from, I don't want to say they are from poverty, but some some are, are really poor, born, and they have to wa- work their way up to come into this sport, and they are tough, tough backgrounds, you know? And most people watching this sport are are either either uh, connected with these fighters or whatever, or it's now getting bigger, you know. But back in the day, a little bit more. That's how it more expanded, in my opinion. So, in my opinion, you cannot ask so much money on a on a monthly basis. And even last month, you guys had two pay per views. It's even crazier on a monthly basis. So many uh, so many dollars from 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 you guys. You guys, you know. I think when it was seventy bucks, it was already a lot. And I was even much more. So it doesn't make sense to me, you know. That that's that's how I feel about it. I feel sad for you guys, to be honest. But we didn't actually answer Antoine's question. He said, "What would the trilogy do?" I mean, no if idea. This guy, as Sonia knocks out Pereira, third one would give you double double that, maybe. Anyways, um, Amy Locker, what's up, man? 
think we can get some WWE action. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about this. Um, you know what? Uh, we'll talk a little bit more. We're going to do a short podcast after this, Marshall. Just a quick one with some fight and stuff. But um, I, I definitely think there's a crossover aspect to see, man, for sure. Since UFC Fight Pass sucks, I don't care uh, hacking or free streams. I think Fight Pass is decent, but Law is also going to be in Miami. Say so slapping Colby. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I, I certainly, yeah, I agree with you, Andrew. I think it could do like a million buys, maybe. UFC needs Colby to sell with O'Connor. True. I think uh, Connor, too, like in WWE, that's kind of interesting now, right? Because they're the same parent company. All right, Marshall, let's, let's get out of here, though. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, you can follow Big Marcel on his. Twitter, Instagram, Big Marcel 24. Follow me, I'm Adam Martin. And uh, back next Monday, guys, to recap UFC 287, do the next uh, show preview. In the meantime, check out my uh, article at bookies.com and uh, also MiamiNews.com and And then last question here, who's the backup fighter? I don't think there is one, but maybe there is. I, I don't know who it would be, though. Has anyone asked? Probably not. <laughs> All right, Marcel, we'll get out of here, okay? We'll start a new, a new one, guys. It's short, okay? If you guys want to join us then, cool. If not, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.